Welcome back to another episode of A-Sides. I have no idea what episode this will be, where we're at. I don't even know what day it is at this point. I think it's Saturday. Episode 666. Fuck yeah. Exactly. I think my kids are going to be loud as fuck screaming upstairs. And uh, so there's going to be a whole bunch of background noise, I got a feeling. So, anyhow, without further ado, Andy, do you want to take over and... Tell the fine folks what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be fun if we got back together and recorded an episode, and you suggested Judas Priest, so we'll be doing our top ten songs and top five albums, Judas Priest, so I'm pretty excited. Fuck yeah. And we are drinking a little beer from 18th Street Brewery called Deal with the Devil. And if any of the fine folks at 18th Street Brewery would like to send us some uh, cases, to send that shit by the case, I don't really <laughs> care. Uh, we'd appreciate that. It's not going to happen. I realize that. But it's fun to, to say it and act yeah. like it might happen. Well, I guess we might as well just get started with the, uh, with the content at yeah. hand here. So Judas Priest... I don't know if you want to, you know, we always kind of start with like a backstory kind of thing or something. Do we got, we got any kind of backstory? Do you have any kind of backstory? Um, my backstory is, uh, I had never listened to him. I assume you probably heard him in your like a teenage years and shit. Yeah. I honestly didn't get super into them until probably later. Oh, really? But I mean, I was, I'd say like a casual fan, I guess, you know what I mean? But not, I, w- uh, I was probably in my 20s by the time I dove hard into him and became, you know, like a real fan. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, owning the greatest hits, that's not really being a fan, you know what I mean? So they just were like a band for me that was like a really slow buildup of appreciation, like album by album almost. Like I started off only knowing a couple and then, you know, so I've kind of, I ask you what your backstory was, and then I just started fucking rambling. But yeah, but then I ask you. I said you probably ah. got into because you seem like you're old, around ahead <laughs> of the curve, I guess, compared to me. But I remember uh, specifically, it was 2009. I was working at the radio station, and Slipknot was in town, and I was included in this meet and greet thing. And I'm waiting in line with Bayhan and Anna, and Anna's uh, boyfriend at the time. And he was wearing a maiden shirt. But while we're waiting in line, I started to make a conversation with him. And I was like, I've never gotten into, like, Maiden or any of those other heavy metal bands. Like, and I think I asked him where I should start. And he said, uh, listen to Hallowed Be Thy Name by uh, Maiden. And then a few weeks later, um, Anna said she got something in the mail from her boyfriend. Because I think he lived out of state at the time. He uh, sent her a huge like spindle of CDs like that size like you got on your floor and it was like every single Iron Maiden CD up through uh, that matter of life and death and he gave me a whole bunch of Judas Priest stuff so Hmm. I just started slowly going through that and like diving in that way yeah 
Right on. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty gradual for me because I just started off as, like, a kid that, like, saw them on MTV, like, yeah. Headbangers Ball and shit, and, like, obviously Beavis and Butthead watching <laughs> the Breaking the Law video, and that was, like, I don't know, that's kind of, like, a memorable Beavis and Butthead moment, you know? And I was never huge into them, but I watched them sometimes. I liked watching Beavis and Butthead mostly because of the kind of obscure videos that they would play on there that you didn't really normally see on regular MTV rotation, you know? Yeah, I always like, remember one with not to cut you off, but Pantera, and he's like, oh, little Pantera is going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't remember that one. I don't think. It goes like this love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, and you know what's really funny is, like, I think that the first time I ever really heard, like, a lot of Rob Halford was when Fight came out, when he left uh, Priest and started the band Fight, that first album. A buddy of mine had it and just played it to fucking death, dude. Like, we'd be outside playing basketball and shit, and he just was playing that, and I think like that, and uh, Metallica's and Justice for All, all the time, is what I remember every time we were out playing basketball and shit. And so... And I actually was, I think he played the fuck out of Justice to the point to where I hated that album. And then <laughs> and then he played the Fight album until I pretty much hated that. I kind of dug it. Like, going back now, I dig the Fight records. All, really, there's three of them, I think, right? I haven't listened to those in forever, but... I think one was just a Record Store Day thing recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was one. Was there a live one, maybe, or something? Like, two studio albums? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Um, but I always... You know, I thought that first album was really cool, and I like the other stuff too. I just remember that one a lot. But anyhow, you know, that was like my first, not my first like introduction to Priest necessarily, but probably the first thing that I listened to a lot and in depth <laughs> when it came to Rob Halford. I mean, fuck, I can't sit there and pretend like I'm old enough that I've you know heard Screaming for Vengeance when it came out or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, even when that fight record came out, I was only, like, 13 or 14, so, but, yeah, like, in my 20s, I, up to that point, only owned, like, the uh, greatest hits, you know, and then um, I just started getting into them kind of record by record, like, just people you meet over time slowly introduce you into stuff, you know what I mean, like, oh, no, man, you need to check out, you know, whatever, I don't really want to like reference any albums and give anything away that as far as my list goes, but you know, you just start diving into shit like that. And then next thing you know, it's like, well, fuck, if I dug that, then I should dig even further back or, you know, so. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like playing catch up, you know, cause they already have like, like, right. I guess 10 albums when we kind of jump in. So, you know, Oh yeah. And then, uh, you know, I saw, you've seen them live too, right? Yeah. 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 Cause I saw them like, the Redeemer of Souls tour they played. Yeah. Peoria Civic Center. Yeah, the under-attended show. Oh, yeah. It was brutal, man. It was really weird. Like, yeah, because they upgraded everybody in the upper bowl down to the lower bowl. And some people, I think, got ended up getting, like, floor seats. I think maybe that's why I ended up on the floor. I can't remember. Because I think you gave me the tickets because you couldn't yeah. make it to the show yeah. or... I, I think can't I just fucking, got extra ones or something. Can't even I didn't remember. end up going because I was pissed off for other reasons, so I didn't go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Mastodon opened, so that yeah. was really cool. It was a cool show, but, yeah, it was a really big bummer because 
there weren't that many people there. And then I wanted to go see him on the Firepower tour when they played in Bloomington, but I ended up not going to that. Did you? Was that cool? Yeah, it was like, I didn't really care much for like Saxon. They were all right, but like Black Star Riders were opening. Oh, yeah, they did open. I really wanted to see them. Oh, and just to go off on a tangent, too, before we get into this list, I guess, I just read the book, the Rob Halford Confess book. Yeah, because you said you got that in the mail. Yeah, I tried to get, I tried like hell to interview him, man. I just thought that was going to be like the coolest. Like, I thought I was actually going to get an interview with him because I was talking to like his publicist and shit. Mm. And we were going back and forth and I was like, fuck, this might actually happen. Like, I was kind of shitting my pants over it. Like, (laughs) holy fuck, what if I do? Like, what if I actually get to like talk to him and stuff? And then I kind of got like the rejection email, but she was, but she was really cool. And, uh. There goes my dryer going off upstairs. I need to soundproof this studio basement thing a little better, I think. But anyhow, yeah, she was really cool and was like, yeah, you know, he's just really busy with all the press work for this. Basically, I I mean, you know, I'm like no Eddie Trunk, right? Like <laughs> all the higher profile people are, are snagging up his time and he he just was preoccupied with that kind of shit. But it was really cool, I thought, that she sent a book a copy of the new book. And you at least got some kind of response, too. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty amazing. And then that, to me, tells me that Rob's probably a really cool guy because, like, I think genuinely good people surround themselves with genuinely good people. Like, you know, even, like, in their working relationships and stuff. And so, I mean, I could have just got blown off. Could have just been like, no, or, like most people, no response. But, um... So yeah, I actually I read the book. I, I read about the first third of it and then was just not having time to sit down and read when I was at home. So I finished it via audiobook while I was at work and Rob actually reads that. Hmm. So that was kind of cool. It's kind of weird because he's very uh you know, he's got obviously a deep accent you know what I mean and like that whole like British accent is very dry and so it's like at first I was like Jesus this is like really boring me like just his voice like I thought maybe I shouldn't do this and I should read it at my own like pace in the book and maybe be more enjoyable but once I got used to that you know um I don't know it's just you know very kind of expressionless you know the way he reads and everything and then the funny thing was, I had never read the Sebastian Bach book, and so that came up as a recommendation, and that was the next one I listened to, uh, right he, after the Rob Halford. And it was like the polar one? opposite, dude. <laughs> like he's just typical Sebastian Bach, like just fucking crazy, and he's like throwing in like bonus shit, like bonus, and he'll say something else that ain't in the book, like, <laughs> and it's like Jesus Christ, man. It's actually exhausting. I didn't think I was going to finish the fucking Sebastian Bach book, but he mellows out as it goes. But <laughs> but no, the, the Rob Halford book was really funny because, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's obviously no secret. I mean, Rob Halford's a homosexual, yeah. and he obviously talks a lot about dealing with that um, right out the gate, especially as a young man and everything and coming to terms with that and whatnot. And you expect that, you know. But then about halfway through the book when he's talking, when they're going through like Judas Judas Priest and their whole like kind of album by album, you know, talking about the different experiences of writing songs and blah, blah, blah. It kind of fucks you up because there's just certain parts where it's like, oh, shit, he blatantly admits that that song is about 
putting a dick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I can say it on here because he says it in the book. Like, yeah. that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, I don't even want to say what the songs are because, you know, maybe that'll be a talking point if one of them's like on your Oh, I'm sure I got one that just came to mind right now. It's so funny, though, because I'm, like, listening to it, and I'm laughing, and I'm like, man, I mean, it can't really surprise you. I mean, how many, like, how many cock rock bands wrote songs about eating pussy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if that's what you're doing, then that's what you write about, you know? So, so hey. So, without further ado... Let's talk some, uh, you want to start with the songs and go to albums? That make more sense? Sure. That's usually our pace, I think. Sure. So I don't know about you, but I kind of... You can start since it was your idea. You want me to start? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I kind of took a different approach to this because, um, I mean, I don't know if it was a different approach, whatever the hell I'm point I'm trying to make, is I had a really hard time with narrowing, for some reason, I could narrow my five albums down easier than I could my 10 songs. Yeah. Because it's like there's so many fucking good songs. And I feel like with Priest, with their catalog, like their albums, I felt like there were certain albums that front to back are a lot stronger than other ones. There's just obvious weak ones. I would say there's like two or three obvious weaker ones, you know what I mean, as far as like a full duration of the record front to back. But then going through the songs, there's like so many fucking good songs. And so I was almost trying to favor the songs that I really, really like on the albums that are maybe my lesser favorite albums, you know what I mean? But then at the same time, I was like, well, but if this is my favorite album, I definitely got to put these three songs on there because, like, I mean, there's a reason it's my favorite fucking album. So it was like this weird thing where I feel like I picked the songs based on, like, yeah, legit, like, if I'm in the mood and I'm going to skip right to that song, like if I'm just on the treadmill and I just want some shit that like, I don't want to listen to a whole album. I just want to fucking like listen to the shit that pumps me up and I'm going to go lift weights after this versus like my favorite album is going to be more like, what am I going to put on and have a drink, smoke a cigar, relax. And just like, I can just indulge in it front to back. You know what I mean? Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It made sense to me. Um, I feel like I had to have like a couple honorable mentions, but there's one, I don't know. Should I mention honorable mentions? We can each Is do like more that than two. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, why not? So I had such a hard time. I had a really hard time not including one song in particular. And that was from the latest record firepower, the title track firepower. That's going to be my honorable mention because that record is so fucking good. And that's such an awesome opening track. And I was like, fuck, like, I want to include it, but then I'm just going, and I'm going through everything. And, I mean, I told you, I think the other day, like, fuck, I think I finally got it. Like, just two days ago, I finally had it narrowed down to 12 songs. Like, all right, I think I got it, you know? And I'd still, like, try to change it. I didn't, but, you know. So, I don't know if you wanted to mention an honorable mention before I move on to um, my... I th- thought about it and i wasn't going to but since you mentioned one from that album i also have one that um um, to go along with that also from firepower um i have never um excuse me uh never the heroes oh yeah yeah it's kind of a different song yeah i really like that one i mean i like that album front to back um so 
I seem to go to that one a lot. I'm like how you're you. saying, like if there's some song that you want to skip right to, yeah. that's one that. Well, that Evil Never Die song is so fucking awesome on that album. Like, I don't know, man. That is an excellent, excellent fucking record. Um, all right, so my official number 10 is from the album Ram It Down, hmm. Blood Red Skies. That almost made my list, too. It's really... I mean, it's such a long song, so it's like one of those where, like, I gotta be in the mood for it, in a way, because it's so long. But then, like, that fucking chorus is so great. And I think the coolest thing about the whole song is this is probably, like... The one, first of all, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything for later. And so I don't want to look at you when I say this because if it's on your list, I don't want it to be uh, spoiled for me. But yeah. Ram It Down, definitely not one of my favorite albums. Like when I mention certain albums that to me don't hold up as strong front to back, I think of Ram It Down. Like it really only has like the handful that I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, they're good, you know, and there's a couple solid ones. But this one is like the home run on the record. And it has, it's so cool because it's like really heavy on the synth, but like it's one of those few moments where that whole synth thing they were going for in the 80s really, really, really worked in their favor. And it almost sounds like John Carpenter crossed yeah. with fucking yeah. Judas Priest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, I don't even know that this is like that great of a song necessarily as much as like just something about the song and the arrangement and the sound like the yeah, elements it just work together some of the stuff yeah. that they do it just all works together really well if they were to sit down and play it on an acoustic guitar and try to do like an acoustic version of it it'd probably be like oh that's really not that great of a song i mean i don't know but um you know and it's one of the few longer kind of quote unquote epic like pieces that they've got like later in their catalog like in that era you know a lot of their shit was kind of more just punchy like it's almost it's almost like it should have been on sad wings of destiny as far as like arrangement goes mm -hmm. but yet it has like that total 80s vibe that they had kind of coming off of uh turbo you know so anyhow i'll stop yammering about it but that is my number 10 pick um, you're fine. Um, well, speaking of that, like I had read, like not to go too far off, but like talking about the synths and stuff, I'd read that like that Turbo album, they were holding off on some songs. Like, I think they wanted to do like a double album. It was supposed to be. Off, so yeah. that's probably why it sounds more synthy, maybe. Right. Written during the Turbo. I think Ram It Down mostly, according to that the book um, that I was talking about earlier. It was originally, Turbo was called Twin Turbo, yeah. and it was supposed to be a double album. And yeah, I think Ram It Down is basically the leftovers from Turbo. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right, well, I got one from the Turbo Sessions, but it wasn't on the album. Uh, but my number 10 is, like, I had a couple, see, like, I crossed them off, and even had that Never the Heroes, and Blood Red Skies was an honorable mention. But my number 10 is uh, Turn On Your Light. Oh, right on. Um, it's probably like a dorky pick or something because it's more of like some kind of love song, but I like how it's different than all their other songs. Like, it starts off really acoustic. Yeah. And it's one of those longer songs where it basically kicks in and, like, 
didn't even become like an actual Judas Priest sounding song until like the last minute. Yeah. That's cool. I just like how it builds like that. I don't even think I put anything. I didn't put anything in here that was B-side-ish or anything. I didn't get too... God, Mr. Obscure. Yeah, so that was like, that was when I was going, I was like kind of mulling over like, well, do I want that or do I want Never the Heroes or Blood Red Skies? I'm like, I guess turn on your light. Like, I don't know, it just sounds different than anything else they've done, so got extra points for right it. on man i get it i get it all right well moving on to number nine my number nine pick is the opening track from defenders of the faith free will burning oh, yeah. <laughs> i do this is a great opening track and Priest really is one of those bands that, like, there's some there's some bands, like, I think we did another band where I just constantly was finding that I gravitated towards the opening tracks. Like, some bands... Oh, it was Sabbath, because I liked the closing tracks, I think. Was it? Or maybe it was the opposite. One of us, I was going like, to say, because I feel like I had a lot of closing tracks on the Sabbath stuff. Oh, okay, and I had the opening tracks. Maybe, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just so weird, but... Um, yeah, I mean, some bands just really knock it out of the park with fucking opening tracks. I mean, they know how to... I noticed that all their opening tracks are, like, either the title track or it's just, like, the fucking, like, boss yeah. of the all song. Yeah, and I mean, I... You know, great album. I don't... A lot of great albums here. More than what made my top five list, and so... Uh, but that, definitely not a slouch of a record and definitely a great opening track, so... I'm not even sure... I don't think when yeah when I saw them live they didn't play that and I'm not sure if that's one that's in their regular rotation I think they usually do uh, some heads are gonna roll like the one that like love bites or something or like the two that that always kind of stay in the set from that record and great songs as well but um, and honestly uh, some heads are gonna roll almost made my list. But then it was like after I'm going back and listening to everything, I'm like, no, man, I feel like that opening track is like the strongest fucking moment of that record. Like, even though that's a f- I'm going to shut the fuck up. But yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Dude, that free will burning like makes me crack up the other day. I was like, I think I was like I was listening to it while I was cleaning up and he's doing some like vocal stuff where he's going real fast. Like, and then he goes, scream. Like, I don't know how he can do that. And yeah. like, how would you do that? I think, I would think you would need to take a breath in there. But he's like firing off these words real fast and he's just screaming real loud. And it's like. All right. <laughs> hey, he's a bad motherfucker. I Dude. mean, you know, I had, I had just, I'm sitting here thinking like the whole time I'm going through this list, I'm remembering the songs that I left off, yeah. you know, that I'm like, that are killing me now as I'm looking at the list, like Sinner and Exciter. It's weird. Those almost sound like the same word when you say them real fast. But, <laughs> they, you know, there's like a lot of songs that are just like, oh, my God, those are so fucking good, dude. But like I said, I had my reasons for picking the songs I picked, and I, and I had my reasons for picking the albums I picked. And it's, you know, I'm not even going to argue with anyone. Like if somebody's like, fuck you, retard, hunch, put this on there. I wanted to. <laughs> I probably wanted to. Whatever the fucking song, the hillbilly that I just was pretending to be, uh, was thinking of then yeah I probably wanted that song on there too but speaking of that not um, in a hillbilly-ish uh, way but I think it was <laughs> Matt Rumler like when we were doing the Megadeth one he sent me a message like 
hey, like, how could you leave these songs off? But then a few days later, he sent me another message, and he's like, yeah, like, you're right. There are some good songs that you had on there. Right. It's ten songs, man. Like, if yeah, it's a band you really dig, like, how do you... Like, we wouldn't even be talking about this if we didn't really like Judas Priest. Yeah. And if you're really legitimately a fan of a band and you only have ten songs that you really like, then either you don't listen to very much fucking music or... <laughs> You're just not really much of a fan. Like you just like wearing it on your T-shirt because you think the fucking T-shirt looks cool or something. I don't know, but yeah, anyhow, there's just too much to choose from, man. Only so much time, only so many spots. Speaking of T-shirts, I almost put on my Hellbent for Leather shirt, and then I was like, "Man, is that gonna make me like a fucking dork? Like I'm way too much of a dork." I know I'm a dork, but yeah. so you know, why not? Put man? on a New York I Dolls Kuma shirt. That's kind of metal. <sighs> It is metal. I mean, I threw on the dolls. More punk and rock and roll than metal, but... Still rock and roll. I felt like being weird. Could be weirder. Put on, like, a Britney Spears shirt or something. (laughs) All right, Well, that would be punk rock, maybe. It'd be punk. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here. All right, Andy, you're number nine. nine. Is one that I like. Uh, but then going through songs, like I thought of something I said at your house, and I just kind of wanted to reference it. <laughs> so you don't even like it? Well, no, <laughs> I do like it, but I was like... This ain't really my ninth favorite, but it's going to be a great tie-in for some conversation, so... It's Grinder off British Steel. Uh, and I thought we were talking about a meat grinder, and I was like, they should have a British, or a Judas Priest meat grinder. Oh, and it just, yeah. every time you're using it, it plays their songs. It'd be a good time, like... I think Gene Simmons. Oh, he would. If he be was all in Judas that. Priest, he'd yeah, yeah he would be have already been that. over that. Yeah. Speaking of Gene Simmons, I actually just started. I've never read. Are you trying to his um, kiss get and make up? No. Oh. No, maybe I should. I would maybe when I'm done with this book, I'll reach out and be like, "Hey, that book you wrote a million years ago. I finally just now read it. <laughs> it's actually a great read. And actually, the his it's been on like an audio." book kick why are my kids so loud listen to these motherfuckers should I call them motherfuckers I'm sorry but they're loud uh anyhow <laughs> so I've been on this audiobook kick lately obviously and you know now I'm on the Gene Simmons one and actually he like his obviously he's a well-spoken person it's not really a surprise that his is a good listen that he's good mm-hmm. at reading the book and uh but it is it's really like it's I don't know it's like the perfect in-between of, like, I don't necessarily need Sebastian Bach being all, you know. <laughs> but then I don't need, like, the <laughs> super serious. <laughs> Dude, it's so all over the place, the first, like, fucking two hours. And then it kind of mellows out. Thank God. But it's actually a great read, too. I really like that one. But I wonder how, how long that would take to record that. Because they probably don't read it all in one take. They'll do a couple pages, take a drink or something. Stop, yeah, I so. wouldn't think, man. I mean, that'd be a lot of work. You know, be a lot of editing. Work. I'm sure they send it to an editor too as they go. Like they're probably just yeah. recording it, sending it to an editor, and I don't know. I mean, read a chapter at a time. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Probably a lot of work. So. Oh, it's me. Number no, it's eight. Me. Meet the real me. Oh. <laughs> Uh, wrong band. Yeah, we did that one already. All right, so you did your number nine. I got to move on to my number eight because that's how numerical order works when counting down, that is, which would be backwards, which uh-huh. I'm overcomplicating this whole thing. Um, so my number eight is from the album Painkiller. Mm. Okay. Leather Rebel. 
Yeah. All right. Fucking I song like slams, dude. I mean, that is a weird album. It's great. It's a great album. But what's weird about it is it's like if I'm not in the mood for it, it almost like his voice almost comes off as like the first time I heard it, this is what I thought. And I'll be honest with you, like the first time I heard the Painkiller album, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. You know, it, was, it grew on me. But see, I think you would like it more not to go too far into it, but he's kind of almost like King Diamond on there. He is. So but he that's has, what I mean is it's, it's almost like, like there's moments where his vocal styling on that record is almost like a parody of himself yeah. like like this super exaggerated version which in the book he even talks about how he thinks that's like the most Judas Priest album they had ever done hmm. which is weird to me like when I don't necessarily agree with that and I'll get to that later um, but it's definitely I mean it grew on me but whatever I don't know where I was fucking going with that but Love the the record now, but and King Diamond obviously he's almost like a parody of that kind of metal, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. there's a certain kind of charm where you're like, ah, oh, yeah, but it's fucking great. It's almost silly. The first time you hear it, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then by the end of it, you're like, holy shit, don't break the oath is the coolest fucking super satanic, <laughs> you know, like out of any of that kind of ridiculous shit. Like it really is fucking great. And so I feel like Painkiller. That record is, uh, you know, perfect example of the same kind of thing. Like it's like an exaggerated version of his vocal stylings. And then, you know, they got a new drummer on that record and it was like, hey, this guy's a powerful drummer. It almost sounds like, hey, you can do double bass like that. Do that on the whole fucking thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that whole record, he's just slamming on the double bass. And... Leather Rebel is just like a really cool song that obviously he slams on a double bass. There's some really cool guitar riffs. It's just, it's really like a straightforward rock and roll song though, where like if all that other shit wasn't in there, it'd still be cool. You know, like I feel like, like my band could just fucking play it and leave out the double kick. And I don't have to fucking scream like Rob Halford. I can't fucking scream like Rob Halford anyhow. But I'm just saying like, if like you just went, some regular ass dude that can't even sing like that and just has a regular rock and roll band like a drummer that can't even slam the double bass like that and you played that song like a straightforward rock and roll song it'd still be fucking super cool (laughs) you know so and it's kind of like I don't know like there's certain cliches that just work with certain bands like Judas Priest is one of those bands where it's like I don't know the ridiculous cliches that kind of just explain them as a band it's almost like okay you know, like if I, I don't know, I feel like if I wrote some goddamn song about leather something and I wear a leather jacket, I'm going to feel like a fucking dork. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you singing that He's song for? Because you fucking wear a leather jacket. You write a song about wearing leather. But it's fucking cool. I don't know. I think it's fucking cool. I think they're like leather superheroes and it's a song about them being leather superheroes <laughs> yeah. clad in leather, you know. And speaking of leather, one, not to keep referencing the book, but whatever we're talking about, Rob, one thing I thought was really funny, because I always believe this, was Rob actually, in the book, references how people always assumed that all the leather that the band wore was because he was gay, and it all had to do with, like, dressing in S&M mm-hmm. fucking bullshit, you know? And I always thought that, like, because I guess I just heard it somewhere. Like, somebody was like, oh, yeah, you know that's how they got their image. Like 
he was gay, and so he was dressing like he was gay, and just people didn't think anything of it. They just thought it was cool. Mm. And so, but that's not even the truth. Like, he's like, man, I just wore leather jackets and shit because I thought they were cool. He's like, I'm not into S&M and stuff. He's like, none of that had anything to do with my sexual preference, you know? So I thought that was really funny. I was like, oh, okay, well, I was believing something differently for about the last 20 years, but, you know, I... I think people take what they think is the truth and kind of stretch it and just run with it. And I think enough people ran with that one to where it was just like yeah. a common belief. Like people just thought that that was where they got their look was because he was, you know, some gay sex freak. And it was like, yeah. nope. <laughs> gay, yeah, but he was like not into any of that other shit. And so, anyhow. Speaking of that, I was thinking of something like that because going through all these albums... I thought maybe they almost got some of the leather stuff from, like, Kiss or something. Because if you look at some of their outfits over the years, like, aren't they wearing, like, the choker collars? And oh, they right, were a yeah. little bit more kind of street leather. Then they got the Destroyer stuff later. Right. And then it looked like on the, I think, Creatures or um, Elder, where they scaled back their costumes, they look more like Judas Priest. So it's almost like I kind of thought... In my head, it was funny. I was like, well, if Judas Priest copied Kiss, Kiss ended up copying Judas Priest hmm. around that time. Yeah. I never thought of that, but... Yeah. But, I mean, hey, man, leather... It was leather, just the thought I had. I mean, it's not like... Leather's just truth. fucking cool, anyhow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's rock and roll. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit there... Look, I don't own a fucking leather biker jacket because I fucking ride a motorcycle. I own a leather biker jacket because fucking Johnny Ramone... And, you know, goddamn, dude. Like, all the guys in Priest and, you know, all, like, I could fucking name a million people. Slash, you know. And there's so many, just the coolest motherfuckers that ever graced the stage in rock and roll were wearing leather jackets. And it's like, yeah, so what? I want to fucking look like them. Like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I grew up idolizing those fucking guys. You're damn right I'm going to wear a leather jacket (laughs) because, you know. I mean, I'd never wear leather pants because I feel like they're kind of ridiculous. But I have wore leather pants, and I owned a pair. And I, because dude, I wanted to be Motley Crue. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking lie and act like I'm too, too cool for school. You know? So I wanted to be those motherfuckers, man. But anyhow, uh, so yeah, Leather Rebel. So that's why I love that fucking song. I feel like that whole rant about leather and shit like explains like why it's like yeah I don't care if it sounds kind of fucking lame and cheesy like that's why I like that song it's just because I don't have the balls heavy metal culture I don't have the balls to write a song called Leather Rebel I'm not gonna go out there and be like Leather Rebel you know (laughs) but I wish I did maybe I will now so anyhow alright my number eight I guess right that's where we're at that is where we are yep um, I keep going back, I guess, to the Turbo thing, because you had a Turbo song, I had one from the Turbo uh, Sessions, now I've got one from the Turbo album. Ooh. Uh, it is Out in the Cold. Damn. And I thought of this, because you mentioned Blood Red Skies sounding like John Carpenter. I think that one sounds like Escape from New York, kind of that, like, kind of cold, yeah. like, a synth uh, score, it starts out like that. Right. And then it kind of rocks out, you know, but it kind of is one that takes its time. So I love that song. Yeah. I think it's the best one on the album. I do, too. There's a reason why it's, you know, on my list as well. Uh I guess I'll get to that later. I didn't know how to. I was trying to think of some clever way to be like, 
yeah, but, 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 well, but all I've continued. got is, yeah, all so. I've got is, ah, okay, well, I'll tell you more of my opinion know. later. Yeah, I just think it's a good ballad, too. So. Yeah, no, it's a really cool song, and it's almost like not even a ballad, and it's not a rocker. It's yeah, like that weird in-between like mid-tempo thing. Yeah. Damn, man. Well, hey, we agreed on one. Hmm. It was further right. up my list, but yeah. to be honest with you, I, like I told you, I think before we even hit record and started this, like, my shit... With the exception of maybe a few, like I would say so far, the three that I've read are the obvious, like later on in the list kind of things, but man. Yeah, there's so many songs. Beyond this, it's like, dude, any one of these could be my number one, Hmm. my number two. Like I chose my number one for a certain reason, but like everything else is pretty much interchangeable at this point for me. Yeah, like my top three are kind of that same way. Like actually, well, wait, you're... I'll just throw this out now. My favorite Judas Priest song, I didn't even put on here. Actually, (laughs) it's Green Man Alishi, but I didn't want to use a cover song because I thought that was their song for the longest time. Yeah. And I found out it was like Fleetwood Mac. Right. But whenever I I do these lists, I don't like doing cover songs. Right. So, but yeah, that's my actual... Spoiler alert, that's where we differ. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, and they have a few covers. That was a hard thing to. Yeah, so like that's why like with. I had just totally left that off. Well, my next one, number seven. If we're moving on to number seven, yeah, is "Victim of Changes" oh. from "Sad Wings of Destiny." It's I just kind of like this yeah. epic fucking song. Like you gotta not you know, you you gotta like it. You can't. I don't know. You're not allowed to not like the fucking song. You know, and it was really interesting because, you know, it has like these like three sections, right? Like it just kind of like, I don't know, it's like a big, long song and uh, it kind of is like three different songs in one song. And then I had never really heard much backstory on the song or anything until I read the book. And uh, sure as shit, it was three different songs that they didn't know what to do with, basically. Hmm. And they just threw them all in one they kind of just reworked everything the three different songs into one song and I was like oh cool that explains a lot like it's one of those things like you probably should just fucking know it but you know I don't know great song and obviously like that's from their second record that like those first two albums don't really quite get a lot of attention and stuff but that one has remained like in their like it's a live staple in their set list still like when I saw them live they played it and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, you know? Can't believe they're playing this. But then, like, you look back, and it's like, yeah, okay. Turns out they pretty much have kept that fucker in the set list all along. Um, but, yeah, great fucking tune, man. I figured you'd have something from that album, or at least that one, because um, you bought it so yeah. recently. I do love that album. Can't say too much. Yeah. <laughs> we have an agenda to keep to here. We have a list. There's numbers. Andy, we have to we we're moving in order. Uh when he said something about uh I guess putting a dick in his mouth <laughs> or, or gay sex. Uh, I thought that my number seven might be one. I, I didn't say anything about gay reference. sex. I did say something okay. about putting a dick in a mouth. Yeah. Well uh but that's not gay sex, Andy. My number seven <laughs> is uh burning up, so I figured that would would be like that a wasn't sex one of them. I don't think that oh, okay. was actually referenced in the book, but it doesn't mean uh, it wasn't. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not one. I don't know. No, 
Well, it sounds like a sex song either way, because we're burning up. Well, I'm sure a lot of yeah. them were. It's okay. I don't know. Like, I just really like this song, and it sounds a lot to me like Another One Bites the Dust, but before Another One Bites the Dust, because I think they did this one kind of earlier. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I like more of like Judas Priest's like, pop metal songs. Right. So that's kind of where my list goes. But, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, they got a lot of pop, good pop stuff. I mean, yeah. Turbo's a great... I have argued... I mean, Turbo's like a... That's like the one that like kind of lost a lot of hardcore fans, and I've had talks with guys yeah. that are older than me and stuff. Um, and I remember talking to one dude that I work with, talking to him about it, and I, I talked about that, how... I knew that that album lost a lot of their hardcore fans and stuff back yeah. in the day, and he's like, "Yeah, and I was one of them." And I'm like, "Really? Like, that's a great fucking record. Like, there's a lot of like really good songs on that. Like, I've always been like one to kind of wave the flag for that record. Like, hey, fuck you. This is a great record. You know, like I don't. Ooh, they put synth on there. Oh, it's poppy. Oh my god, they wrote good songs. Like." Fuck them yeah. for trying to appeal to the masses. I don't. I like. I don't think they tried to do anything. I think they just tried to like do something different. You know. Yeah. Or like everybody at that time was doing something like. That. Yeah, I but think. Like, I think what was it? Eighty six. So like hysteria. Eighty seven. That would have been like. After that, everybody was going pop or synthesizers right. or. Something. Even Kiss, Crazy Nice, as synthesizers. Oh yeah. And that's yeah, that's definitely a poppy one. Well, it is what it is, man. And really, if you look back on Judas Priest like whole catalog, they were a constant evolving thing. Like yeah. even the shit that everybody thinks is like their, you know, like British Steel era stuff that everybody probably is the most familiar with that sound. The stuff early on, like rock and roll and stuff, like that stuff's not even the same like you know what I mean like it doesn't yeah. sound like the same band it sounds more like a fucking blues rock thing I mean they evolved into the metal thing I mean yeah. it was metal I guess maybe for it's time because metal evolved but I, they just always evolved with it you know so to knock them for evolving even more it's like well did you pay attention to the first couple decades of their success or the first decade you know I Probably not. They were probably just British Steel fans or something. Yeah. That came in. I mean, they definitely slowly but surely evolved into something that was heavier, you know. <clears throat> I'm sure I could talk more on that. Oh, when yeah. When we get to the yeah, albums and stuff. Albums <laughs> right. It's hard to, like, not want to go on some rant about the albums and shit, but, um, by the way, just let me know if you want me to pause to get a drink or whatever but otherwise we'll keep rolling I'm sitting here double fisting shit so yeah. and Andy's just you know drank one and they'll I'm knock, for now. They'll we, knock we your dick in the, the dirt buddy then, so. <laughs> I warned you about these beers yeah. man the deal yeah. with the devil will uh dude it did yeah the oh, devil's I'm, creeping up on me I barely even touched my bloody Mary cause I was like man after drinking like three quarters of that beer I'm like our faces are warm. Yeah, like, well, good. It's not only me, then. No. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, you ain't a lightweight, because I'm a seasoned professional on this one and on this shit, and I'm feeling it for sure. I mean, 
Uh, where the fuck are we at? Yeah. See, I, I told you. Know, I don't even know now. The last one I did was Burning Up, my number seven. So, so what was yours? You did... Oh, I did Victim of Changes was my number seven. Your number seven. And you did Burning Up. That's right. Okay. Because yeah. we, we got off on the gay sex. Oh, okay. Have you done number six? I have not. All right. So... My Jeez, number six. Everybody listening at home is going to be like, what the fuck is up with these Yeah, guys? well, it might be a pretty fun listen, I think. So, hey, number six. Uh, strangely enough, this is kind of why I laughed and started singing this song when you brought this beer. Deal with the devil. Oh, is it Devil's Child? No, Deal oh. with the Devil from, uh, oh. from Angel of Retribution. Track number two. Huh. It's a song that just doesn't get any love. Yeah. Like, huh. like Revolution was the single, yeah. and I remember Shit. I bought that album when it came out. I think this was actually, I think Angel of Retribution. <laughs> See? We're already fucked up. Yeah. One beer and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Angel of Retribution might be about the time I really got into Priest because that was the Halford yeah, reunion. The return. Yeah, yeah, and so... Um, you know, that Revolution song, I remember really, even though it like kind of rips off a handful of other songs, um, I really dug that song. And so when the album came out, I had to buy it. And I mean, fuck, the opening track is bad as fuck. Judas is Rising. Like, yeah. I still put that on and just go, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's like, it's like you just picked up right where you left off, you know, with uh, Painkiller and just like the double kick yeah. and rah, but the double kicks kind of tamed down a little bit and I think there's you know um, I don't think that Angel of Retribution see I gotta concentrate on saying that word because alcohol's already kicking in uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's as solid of a record as a lot of them but it has some really kick ass songs <clears throat> and Deal with the Devil is like I, it's, it doesn't get any love as far as I know like I don't ever see it like in their set list or on the greatest hits mm-hmm. or anybody ever talking about it. Like nobody has ever come up to me and been like, "Hey, deal with the devil." You like that song? Because <laughs> because <laughs> these because these random hillbillies just come up to me all the time and say just ask me weird questions like that. And I don't know if that ever happens, but I do play at some pretty sketchy places. Um, I'll leave I'll leave that certain bar and peeking on Derby Street out of this, but I won't say their name, but yeah. There's some weirdos there. <laughs> they might do that. They might do such things. Uh, so... <laughs> there was, speaking of, this is a total side thing, but you, you you might remember this, but it's funny to throw out in the podcast. This was like three years ago, alright, I think you still had um, Eric in the band, that's how long ago it was. Oh, okay. It might have been... It's been a like, while. Early 2017. Fuck, dude. Jim, I totally... Jim and I went and saw you. I know at, what you're going to say. Uh, the Twisted Spoke. And um, sorry, I threw out the name. But like this guy <laughs> came up and said, hey, man, you got a harmonica? Can I play a harmonica? I knew you were going to say that. And when we were leaving, because I I gave Jim a ride, and uh, we were going back to my car. The guy was like out by my car, and Jim and I got in and kind of ignored this guy. But he was still knocking on like over on the passenger window where Jim's at, and he goes... Hey man, <laughs> hey, hey man, can you guys give us a ride? Can you give me a ride or something? He's like talking to Jim, and Jim's like, "Uh, no man, we're going to the Harmonica Factory." Or something. I'm like, <laughs> like you fucking pricks should have gave him a ride. 
he like totally flew him off like that, and it was hilarious. And I'm like trying to drive, and I can't drive because I'm laughing so hard. Yeah, that was the dude that somewhere there's like a picture of him. He climbed up on the front of the stage yeah, there. Yeah, he did. He climbed up. And he was over like there. drumming. He was like drumming <laughs> on it. Yeah, he got up on stage at one point, I think, to where I had to like say, hey, man, you got you to gotta fucking go. Like, we're <laughs> yeah. not going to play another song until you get off this fucking stage. So that was scary. I was scared for my life. Never know with these fucking people, man. But yeah, Deal with the Devil, that song, dude. Check it out. That song is the shit. Actually, I really want to cover the song now. I, I think I need to talk the guys in my band into learning that. We're going to fucking start slamming that one. Dude. And 18th Street Brewery named their song, or their song, <laughs> named their beer after this song. Hey, then I'm glad I did buy this because it's good tying. And it knocks your dick in the dirt. Number six. Yeah. So... Your number six, Andy. My number six is another kind of catchy, uh, like poppy one, like because that's my whole list basically. It's Hell Bent for Leather. Oh fuck yeah, dude! That one's so cool. He's like Hell Bent for Leather. I wouldn't even call that a catchy poppy one. I mean, really? it is catchy and poppy, but I don't know. Like I, I don't know about poppy. Like because like at first, honestly, I kind of hated this song, but now I really love it because it's just so fun. Like Hell Bent for Leather. I love that song. Yeah. I know. I love it. I'm not going to argue with you on that it one. It should be like their like, huge song that's them talking about the leather, like leather rebels. It's the shit, epitome. Man. It's the epitome of uh, hmm. Judas Priest, man. Hmm. So. All right, that's all. Um, yeah, it's weird that we're not going off on a rant. I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so my number five, I guess, is uh, you referenced it earlier. Oh, nice. Because you're a green man Alicia with a two-prong crown. Yeah. yeah, see, that's so fucking cool. I'm going to start, like, I'm going to start air guitar and shit yeah. on here and, like, singing guitar riffs. That's when you know. Dude, by the time we get to the albums and have another one of these beers, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I'm going to be doing doing Rob Halford screams and shit. Dude, like Daniel Decay. I had a rough morning, man. I told you I was probably going to end up being fucked up by noon. That's past noon, though. Shit. Mm. I'm a failure. All right. So, Green Man Alishi, I was with you, like, I almost didn't want to put a cover on here, but yeah. they own this fucking song. Like, to I me, know, as much as I like Fleetwood Mac, and I, it's, their version's cool, too, and Peter Green's fucking, like, God on guitar. I mean, this is like, yeah. you know... Rock blues Jesus, basically. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, man, like the priest cover of that song is—I had a hard time. The only reason this probably isn't number one is because it's a cover. Yeah. Like I knocked it further down the list just because it's a cover, and I thought, well, yeah. I'm not gonna make my number one a fucking cover song, but like, dude, like it's so. Fucking heavy. It's yeah. not even heavy. It's not like heavy, like it's it's heavy, but it's not like Sepultura, Pantera, fucking Slayer heavy. Yeah. But for Priest and for their early years, like just something about just the dun, 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 you know, just the <laughs> yeah. grinding on that open E and sing a line and dun, 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 dun. you know what I mean? Like it fucking, like it's in my head right now and I'm just like, fuck this podcast. I want to go plug my guitar in and just start like me and Andy will just have a jam session, you know? In fact, fuck this podcast. I'm going to pause it. Hold on. No, I didn't really. 
But no, dude. I've actually been like, I keep mentioning covering their version of the song to the guys in my band, and then, and you know, it is what it is. I always get ignored, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't think I don't know if they don't want to do it or what the deal. Mm-hmm. I get like one person that'll be like, "Fuck yeah," and then everybody else is just like crickets, and it's like, "Do you not know the song? Do you not think it's cool?" <laughs> I don't. Am I a fucking idiot here? Like, how would that not be a super fucking cool song to do? And he doesn't ever really scream, so I, I wouldn't even have to, you know, do any of the crazy shit that he does. But that fucking song, man. I'm done. Yeah. That's all I got. I'm going to shut up. Dude, it's cool, man. Like I said, it's my favorite pre-song. Right. No, there's no arguing. No arguing that one, man. Bad as fuck. In fact, I can remember that it was, like, on my radar initially because I was, like, talking to this old dude that I used to work with years ago, not even at the job I'm at now. So you're talking, like, two decades ago. And I just remember him talking about that song one day, random. He was a fucking drunk. So he was probably really drunk when we were talking about it. But he just was like, oh, man, you got to check out the song Green Man Alicia by Priest, man. That fucking, that song, that's a fucking heavy song, man. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And I, I, you know, I don't know if I'd ever heard it before. I don't think I had. And then, uh, whatever, a few years later, I ended up, you know, hearing it and thinking, fuck, that is a really cool song. Man, that guy was on to something. I was like, yeah, drunk piece of shit. Irv. <laughs> Irv. That was his name. Anybody that knows Irv knows that <laughs> me calling him a drunk piece of shit is not really. I guarantee he's not listening to this podcast. He probably doesn't know what a podcast is. So, um... Anyhow, on to your number five. Well, it's not as good as that one, so I'm um, sorry. Mine is from Screaming for Vengeance, which I'll elaborate more on that album later. But my number five is called Fever, and it's more of like a ballady type power ballad song. But like way back around that time, I was getting into Judas Priest. I was dating some chick. And, like, so, like, I kind of associate that song with that um, girl. And then even going back through this, I was like, fuck, I haven't thought about her in so long. So it's like, I don't know, it's a good memory. It's associated with that song. That's pretty good. I don't have anything heartfelt like that on here. I'm going to make something up, Fever, you set my soul (laughs) on fire. (laughs) I'm going to make up a story in a little bit. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be about a girl. It's not going to be real. Oh. I'm going to warn everybody, but I, I feel like I need to have like some more sentimental thing in here like that, so I'm going to just kind of copy you, and yeah. I'm going to lie. Oh, okay. That's fine. hope that's okay. Well, all right. All right, man. We're getting close. I know. We're getting close, so we're down to number four, <clears throat> and my number four was your number something from Turbo Out in the Cold. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, man. Cool. Yeah, I had it pretty ranked pretty high, and, you know... Turbo's a really good album. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I already went on a whole rant earlier, so I'll spare everybody the bullshit. But I don't think it's that great. I think it's got a handful of good songs. But the good, the good songs, the good songs are, are great. Good. You're right. You're right on that. Yeah. yeah. The so songs like, that are yeah. good are good. Like, really fucking good. But yeah, you're right. The second half of that record is kind of a turd. But yeah. I kind of... <clears throat> whatever, dude. I wouldn't I, say it's a turd. I just, I just think, think uh, that I think yeah, the songs that are good are so fucking good that to me it's like you can't really hate on the whole the record of the yeah. whole just because it's not. I don't know. I feel like I just contradicted myself, and I probably did uh-huh. technically, but whatever. 
You know, we host this podcast, so whoever's listening, fuck you if you don't like my contradictions. Just kidding. Please come back and listen some more. Anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, no, out in the cold, just, you know, I'm not going to say too much because you said it. And, you know, it's a cool, uh, it's just a really cool song. And when they put out the Turbo 30 thing, the, like, deluxe version, it has, like, the live concert. And they open with that song. That was like just a really badass live version of that song. You know, it's like really cool to, uh, you know, I don't know how many of those deluxe anniversary uh, deals you, you bought. I know. I remember you bought like the defenders of the faith thing. I remember you buying that, which mm-hmm. I ended up buying too, but um, I don't know why I remember that. I think maybe I borrowed it from you or something when you bought it and listened to it. Oh, like maybe I gave you the bonus tracks or something. Cause yeah. Because it did. It was three discs because they had the yeah. concert. Was I think I burned it. Yeah, I like borrowed it from you and burned it, but then I ended up buying it. But anyhow, point is, like those concerts that they put on those like deluxe deals have been really fucking cool. And I think the Turbo one might be my favorite out of mm. all the live uh, bonus discs that come with it and stuff. Like, dude, that one is fucking awesome. It just the, the opening track is out in the cold it's a really fucking cool version of it you know and some bands aren't really good like you listen to their live stuff you're like i'd just rather listen to the album you know but i don't know all those priest ones are really fucking solid so that's my rant that's my out in the cold rant all right that's a good rant thank you anyhow um i think it's time for andy's number four mine is um Another, I guess, maybe. I don't know if it's a power ballad, but it's more like synthy. Kind of got that feeling like out in the cold and some of the other stuff we've said. And it's from uh, Painkiller, I think. It's a touch of evil. Aww. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, dude, you know, I think it's like, I don't know. Like, I think they were around that time we were saying they had the double kick drum, so they scaled back the synth. Right. Stuff, But this one still has it, and I think it's, Maybe to me, like the best use of synthesizer in their song. Yeah, oh, that's a really cool song. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that might have made my list. It just sounds fucking evil, man. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm sitting here just it's thinking. Not a touch. It's a lot of evil. Now I'm just, thinking, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, dude, this is why this was so hard yeah. to like narrow it down to ten, you know. So, yeah. That's a good call on that one, man. That's all I got to say, dude. It's just cool. It's a cool, evil-sounding song. So, But that's what you want in a metal song, right? Either, cool either and evil. You want it cool or evil or Both. In this something. case, I want it cool and evil. I want Satan <laughs> and James Dean. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> number three. My number three is the opening track for Hell Bent for Leather. Oh. Delivering the goods. Delivering the goods. Love that song. And dude, I really like, you know what? I guess this is like another backstory because um, when I was super fucking into Skid Row, which I still love Skid Row, but I mean, there was a time period back in the 90s where I just was fucking obsessed with like Skid Row, period. Like Slave to the Grind. Still a great album. Still one of my favorite fucking hard rock heavy metal records ever and i just picked up the record store day version of it Mm -hmm. which is awesome to finally have that on vinyl but um i had the roadkill home video actually you know what here 
not to get up and walk away from the microphone, but I still have it sitting up here, believe it or not. Still have this. I still have some VHS tapes that I just keep on the shelf over here because ow, nostalgia more than anything. But look, still has the 3D glasses. In this case, to reference it. To reference it on a podcast because yeah. people will listen and go, oh my God, he's so fucking cool. He still has that? I, I st- have that too. Whoa. And I still have Oh Say Can You Scream up there. Look at that. Somebody damaged this fucking box. Otherwise, mint condition. Hmm. That's what happens when you move and shit gets kind of fucked around. But yeah, so this home video, man, like I wore it the fuck out. And 3D glasses were for the psycho love music video at the beginning and then and then it's kind of like a home video that follows them around on tour and Pantera was opening for them on that tour and there is yeah right here there's a uh, Delivering the they goods. play Delivering the Goods and it's on MTV it wasn't on Headbangers Ball I don't think it was some other show and it was with Rob Halford like him, hmm. him and Rob Sebastian and Rob are like trading vocal lines back and forth, you know? And it was just a really fucking cool version of that song. But that was like the first time I ever heard that song. Hmm. And I was like, man, that's a really fucking cool song. And it was on. And then, because I actually didn't own B-Sides Ourselves yet. And there's a version of it on there that's an even different live version of them playing it together where Rob comes out and gets on stage with Skid Row and plays it. Oh, cool. And, yeah, it's weird that I had the home video before I had that B-Sides thing. But anyhow, um, so, you know, I kind of forgot about that for some reason until talking about the song. But that might have been, that was probably my earliest introduction into Judas Priest. So Delivering the Goods was probably like the first, you know, not your typical radio uh, top 10 greatest hits type Priest songs. I mean... I don't know. There might be some greatest hits collections that that's on, but anyhow, so there you go. Nostalgic for me. You, you, uh, thought of a girl and I thought of a VHS tape. So that's still pretty fucking shallow. Now that I think oh, about it, I'm oh, still, man. hey, I'm, so cool you have that I'm still going to make up some yeah. fucking story about a girl, Andy. Okay. You got a few more I'm going to get there. <laughs> All right. So, Hey, how about, how about Andy's? Number number three. My number three could easily have been my number two. These are so fucking close. But my number three is from Defenders of the Faith. It's the Sentinel. Nice. Ooh, love that song, man. Yeah. Dude, like that song and actually my number two, the fucking riffs and the guitar playing. Like, I just wanna like fucking like speed in my car or like trash your room or something, like hearing Dude, this song. My like, room's already trash, please yeah. don't. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. Or you can trash just no guitars or broken drywall. It's just fucking heavy, <laughs> dude. Like, you just hear that in your head. No, yeah. I I am with you, man. Those are, and obviously, like, live staples in their set yeah. and stuff. I mean, that's stuff that um, the Sentinels, uh, I don't know. I don't know kind of how a token he would, song like, for them, I mean. Have his voice still sound the way that he does doing songs like that for, like, what? 30 years or something it's like shit yeah no I he's a fucking he's a beast he's a beast I almost was gonna say something inappropriate and I'm glad I didn't but it was maybe I'm thinking of this song too, take it too uh, far thinking of this song too and my number uh, my number two and number three cause they're so like 
fucking I don't know heavy or not heavy, but well, just let's take like, it out of order. Guitar chords. You take it out of order. Like, What's your number that? two? Um, well, no, like thinking about these songs, I saw some video where KK Downing, he said something like he got laughed at in the studio because something he was plugged in. And he was going to play something in the studio, but I guess the guy said he got up and was, like, throwing shapes, which means he was, like, you know, playing like he would on stage. And the guy's like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, I'm just feeling the music. And I'm like, well, shit. Like, I would do that, too. How could you sit there and just play this without getting up and, like, you know, getting into it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I know when I play guitar in my basement. I usually hear that song. You're like, you you got to get up and like, right, fucking rock that guitar. I dude, there was actually one, uh, there was one story, and I can't remember what song it was, but there was some, there was some guitar solo that he was tracking, and there was a bee flying around his head or something, (laughs) and he was like trying to fucking swat it away, and then he was doing some weird thing. With like the fucking whammy bar, because he was like, I, I don't know. I was trying to envision it, how he was describing it, and I was like, I don't know how the fuck the goddamn tremolo comes into play with this, but yeah, it was like he was trying to swat it with the headstock of the guitar, and so he was doing weird like vibrato, and it was a really bizarre story. But anyhow, it ended up being how uh, how they ended up writing like he wrote one of the solos that had like a bunch of like weird vibrato on the on the, awesome. on the tremolo, you know. And yeah, I was like, well, that's a really <laughs> strange story, but okay. I mean, I guess sometimes, you know, that's a happy accident, right? Like you fuck yeah. up and you're like, wait a minute, though, that sounded really cool. I fucked up, but it was awesome sounding. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things like that. So, hell yeah. Well, dude, I just, not to take it out of order, but now I just want to hear your number two. Oh, because um, you were talking. Two? I feel like it's going to tie in, so we just yeah, got to go right into it. Electric Eye. Fuck, that's my number two. Oh, shit, because it's, it's the same, like, fucking, like, it almost sounds like fucking lightning, or it's, I don't know. That's kind of why I, riffing that's kind of why I provoked, that's kind of why yeah. I provoked you to say it, because when yeah, you were talking about the riffs, like, I just started thinking, yeah. like, man, why do I feel like his number two is Electric Eye? And so... Dude, those songs are just fucking like. Yeah. I think I get my blood pressure up even just thinking Electric about it. Electric Eyes the like, shit. Yeah. Like, Screaming for Vengeance to me is like one record that I like it, but it also is kind of watered down. But mm. I fucking really love like that opening sequence, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I know nobody at home can see what I'm doing with my hands, but it's really fucking stupid. It's huge. It's Dude. huge. It's huge. And, you know, Electric Eye just has, like, this sentimental, you know, it hits home for me because I dated this girl that had lost an eye <laughs> in, a, in an accident. God damn. First girl that ever gave me a head, and I fucking shot her eye out with my load. And uh, she had to get a Electric Eye put in. <laughs> I told you I'd work it in there somewhere, good, god damn good, it. good, good. Uh, what can I say, man? When you're a teenager, that shit's like a shotgun blast. It was a lot of pressure, you know? <laughs> it was my first time, and, I mean, I don't know. She should have stood back or swallowed. Either one, she <laughs> still had both her eyes today. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. The only thing left to talk about, unless you wanted to talk more about that. No, how can I talk more about that? I don't even, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, number one. Like, I might as well just go first. Then. You just go first. Yeah. Because, yeah. 
It's hard to talk. No, that, I'll tell you but, what. Let me go uh, first because uh, you already said my number one. Oh, really? So, like, your number one's going to be probably, like, a surprise. Um, your number one's a Sentinel? No. Oh. My number one's actually Hellbent for Leather. Oh. And it's, yeah. you almost, like, I almost gave it away because I literally picked it because... It's kind of like... It Jews almost Priest. epitomizes yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you pretty much said that with the whole, like, leather thing. Like, it's the same kind of thing I was saying with Leather Rebel, but more, yeah. like, classic, like, no, this is just a great song. This is a life staple. It's probably the most fucking typical, like, greatest hit song on my list, but I made it number one because I'm like, well, yeah. it's just a fucking great song, and I don't know, like... It's like you said, man. Like, it's like a fucking pump your fist. Like yeah. you flex your muscle and pump your fist. Like hell bent, hell bent for leather. Da, 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 da. It's a you good know, sing along just, for like a live song too. Yeah, man. I mean, so why not play it? It's the shit. <laughs> so we already talked about that one a yeah. lot. So that's why I wanted to not to jump in and cut you off. But I thought, well, we've already kind of talked about that. So you're gonna bring something totally new with your number one, which um, maybe. Or My number one, I guess, is another kind of anthemy kind of song. And like I said, well, it's not really my number one. This would actually be my number two mm. without Greenman Lishi. But it's heading out to the highway. Wow. It's just a good kind of like, I don't know, for like metal. It sounds to me like looking at the lyrics, it's a good like feel good song. I'm heading out to the highway, man. I'm going to like fucking take life by the balls. It's kind of their classic rock yeah. song to me. Yeah. Not one of my favorites. I don't dislike it, but yeah. Hmm. I kind of felt like you were gonna come out swinging with something crazy. You let me down. (laughs) (laughs) Probably yeah, because like Electric Eye and the Sentinel, man. Those are just fucking. Those should be one and two. Those are ones I like. I get my fucking like at work the other day. Actually, I was like shipping. No, at this one ship station where you're like down in this corner. And you got to ship stuff from fucking repairs that come down on this conveyor belt. So you got to endless. Think of like Homer Simpson where he's eating the donuts and they're just one after another (laughs) into him. You have to ship these packages that keep coming down on this conveyor belt. And they're never ending. And I was down there the other day and I was listening to Judas Priest. And I'm shipping fast and it's fucking Judas Priest, like this high octane heavy metal. And I just felt like as soon as I was done, I was like, fuck, I need to like sit down or something because this is like getting my blood pressure up man you're fucking more I'm rock sweating. and roll than me man like you're eating and breathing that shit at work yeah well hey man I'll and tell you what listening to books on tape and I'm like I am I know well because I'm already really high yeah. strung and I get pissed off easy and it's just best if I I don't listen to music usually till like halfway through my day because like dude if I'm like yeah. listening dude if I go in and I'm like hey it's 5am I'm gonna listen to Slayer dude by 8 o'clock I'm going to tell everybody I work with to go fuck themselves and have a heart attack by 8.30. Like, <laughs> That's what I felt. Like. Just, this was in the afternoon. It was later in the ship. I'm just like a hot fucking mess, man. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm kind of sweaty now. Well, let's take, a, let's take a break before we come back for the, for the albums. Let's refresh your beverages because um, I'm starting to sober up and pronounce words. Hmm. So... Wait, can I say it? Can I say retribution? Oh, fuck, see, I can't. Oh, see? see, there's a problem. We got to get a beer. All right. Fresh drinks. Time to talk about Judas Priest albums. This is where it's going to get weird. <laughs> like it hadn't already gotten weird. Oh, man. All right. 
Since I started with the songs, do you want to start with the albums? Sure. All right, Andrew. Um, your number five. My number five. Uh, it is Firepower. Fuck yeah! It was almost my number five. Uh, I didn't give a fuck either because I know it's new, but sure, it's the most recent. But I think it's uh, to me. It's the best since Halford came back. I know there's only like maybe four to choose from because you have what Angel of Retribution and then Nostradamus and then Redeemer of Souls and and then this right. one. But I don't know. It's the best out of yeah. Those, something yeah. about it. Yeah. It just sounds. It sounds like that '80s priest, like just nonstop. Like, I'm gl- in yeah. your face. I'm glad I didn't put it on my list now because like I want ours to be different, mm. and that's like. But yeah, dude, that fucking album is the shit. Yeah, there's like what lightning strike, yeah. and then we used to mention the title Evil never track, dies. Never the heroes. Evil never dies yeah. is like another one of my favorites. Just that evil never dies. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> I love that everybody at home's gonna listen or yeah. at home. You might be at work. I don't know what you're doing in your car, wherever you listen to us. But yeah, you had to listen to my shitty ass Halford impression. I don't even know what that was, but man, good call, dude, because. I wanted like, one of us to have yeah. the balls to put that on there because okay. you know a lot of people that are old school fans are going to be like, ah, what the fuck? That's too new. Mm. But <laughs> I don't know why I did the weird nipple rub. <laughs> it sounds Nobody like can see that, number but... <laughs> two. It's kind of got that to me. It does, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like All it right. was your pick and I just nah, man. started fucking nah, man. You babbling. mentioned some songs from it on your list or at least one. So. Yeah. It was my honorable mention. Yeah. Well, strangely enough, you said it's like Painkiller number two. My number five is Painkiller. Oh, shit. Shit. It's funny because I mentioned earlier that, like, at first, like, I didn't... First time I ever heard that album front to back, I didn't know what to take from it. Almost felt like it was, like, exaggerated and parody-ish in a way. And I don't really know how I mean that, but... Um, but the fucking record slams, dude. Like, I mean, the title track is like the most metal fucking thing they've ever done. Almost to the point to where it's like, I think people don't, some people that are old school fans that got into them in the seventies, I think almost think it is ridiculous and they're not as big of a fan of it. Like they're like, ah, it's like, I know people that have said that, like, ah, that one's almost too much. Really? Cause see, I would actually think maybe not being as much of a fan I would think that that would be everybody's number one because it is just so fucking just, heavy. Yeah, like it's just they just came out swinging. Yeah, and the fact that they made that their single, like yeah. "fuck you," here's the heaviest thing we've ever done, and it's a single. Here's the music video. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, MTV. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but yeah, good. You know, good record, man. It's you know front to back, just like a really. There's so much of that double bass, it just fucking slams, like, front to back, and it's just different from so many... It's different from probably almost every other album they've ever done. I mean, I know you call, like, Firepower, like, kind of painkiller, too, and I see why you're saying that, because it kind of has that modern production, same kind of songwriting, it's pretty metal, more like, you know, just straightforward fucking metal. Um, Almost like no... Or what's that? All killer, no filler. They just have, yeah. like, every single song is just one after the other. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just, I mean, that one to me, though, is like almost their most extreme. Like if there's anything where they got kind of like extreme, didn't give a fuck, was just going to throw down and come out swinging, like that was the one, you know? So there's my number five. All right. Andy, what's your number five? Or four. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) My number four. (laughs) Let's talk about your number five again. I already forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number four it's one I referenced a few times, I think, throughout the list, if, if uh, people were paying attention or keeping score. Uh, number four is Hellbent for Leather, or I guess the title of a Killing Machine. Right. Because, like, and I got somewhat of a story um, to this one. I actually forgot about this album, and then last year, about this time last year, I was out visiting my aunt and uncle, and I usually, like, every year, or the last couple of years, I've went out to the Alice Cooper uh, Christmas, like, uh, a Christmas, it's like a, a fundraiser variety show concert. Well, Rob Halford was going to be there. Not a Jewish priest, but they had a band backing up people. Right. And, like, Mark Slaughter was there, so they did a couple Slaughter songs, but they had a backing band. It's kind of gross, but, okay. <laughs> but, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob Halford was there, so my uncle, he was, like, kind of hyped up to actually see Rob Halford there, so it was right. kind of cool. Um, but my aunt gave me some money and was like, hey, go to a record store in town and, like, buy um, your uncle some albums because, like, for my gift, I bought him a record player, but she thought I would be better at choosing um um, albums for him for like right. a Christmas gift. So one I bought was actually this Killing Machine, Hellbent for Leather. And after I bought it for him, I was listening to it on my phone, like sitting at their house, like, well, why don't I remember this album? Because I guess it was under that Killing Machine title. And I think there was something where in America they called it Hellbent for Leather because yeah. it might have been too like they wouldn't let them. Yeah, they wouldn't let them release it under that title in the U.S. So. so I think that's why I didn't like remember this album or yeah. whatever because it was under that Killing Machine title on the vinyl um, um, reissue. But I guess I like it because I kind of link it to that like a good right. friend of my uncle and he was hyped up to see Rob Halford. So, well, hell yeah. God damn. But yeah. It is a good album. It's got Delivering the Goods, like you mentioned. It's got Green Man Alishi. It's got Burning Up. I'm it's got a, a lot of stuff on there. Like, I'm I think Before argue. the Dawn, I think, was on there. Right. It's like a good little song. <clears throat> song. It's, a great, it's a great front-to-back album, man. Show is... All right. My number four. Sad Wings of Destiny. I thought you might have that because of the uh, reissue. Yeah. That yeah. Well... Yeah, the reissue, I was excited to buy that because, well, because it is one of my favorite albums of theirs. And, you know, it's just a different album. Like, there's no, there's certain albums of theirs that they never really revisited that sound. And I think it's because, like I mentioned before, they've slowly evolved. They're like a band that came out. Something that just doesn't happen anymore, I don't think. Maybe it does but I'm just not thinking of the bands that do it. But, you know, it seems like when you go back and listen to these bands in the 70s, and could my son be any louder? How the hell is he that loud that he's all the way upstairs? And I swear to God, I swear to God, he sounds like he's sitting at the table with us. That's my kids for you. So, uh, what the fuck was I? My point was, 
you go back. Oh, and you were you, saying bands. In yeah, the 70s you listen to a lot of seventies bands, and I think the reason why you notice that these bands evolve is because record labels would invest in a band. They would see the talent, they would sign them, they would actually put some fucking money forward, and let them kind of develop. You know, hmm. nowadays it's like, nope, need to hit right away. Like if you don't fucking sell. I don't even know what the fuck you sell now, like, with the whole digital age, like, I don't know. If you don't hit four billion downloads, then fuck you, we drop yeah. you. I don't know what the fuck it is, but back in the 70s, it was, like, such a beautiful thing when you look back at these bands and they just, like, go from sounding like one thing, like, even the first Aerosmith album or, you know, the first Judas Priest album. Um, I've got one that comes to mind that I mentioned, like, Iron Maiden, like, Oh yeah, it was hard for me to get into the first two albums because I heard all that kind of right. um, higher Actually, Bruce yeah. uh, Dickinson range where he's like singing his ass off, and then you got Killers uh, is my favorite. Paul Diano, yeah, and it's more like punk rock kind of sound in her. Which is why you know. I like that shit better. I hate to say it, but like, dude, I like Killers is my favorite Maiden album. Um, I go to the first one a lot. I like that one too. Yeah, but yeah, I, as much as I like Dickinson, like <clears throat> I like his, you know. Number of the Beast, great album front to back. Peace of Mind. I mean, there's, there are albums I really like, but like, I don't know, man. Like the first two, I just like that sound better. Like I just, I, I kind of like punk rock a lot. So, um, I don't know. To me, like I've always kind of leaned towards Killers as being my favorite. Um, I probably rank. Uh, maybe we need to have an Iron Maiden episode before I go too far into this, but. Number of the Beast might be my number two, but then the first one would probably be my number three. Hmm. Top of the head, and the alcohol's talking too. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I like that. It's just bands It's the punk too. thing. It's like yeah. the thing you're saying, like the whole punk thing. Like, I really like that with those guys. But yeah, I mean, like, that's the beautiful thing about Priest and... Even Def Leppard, that first album didn't oh, yeah. sound like Hysteria either. No, like, that's another band that... stuff yep. really took off and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of bands like that back in those days. But to me, that was the really cool thing. Like, you listen to Priest, and it's just this evolution of just being more of just kind of a, a rock and roll thing, you know? Like, the first record sounds like Deep Purple, but minus the fucking keys, you know? Mm. And uh, more of a blues rock kind of thing. I don't know. At least that's how I'm describing it right now. But that deal with the devil beer kind of... Knocked my dick in the dirt a little bit. And, <laughs> well, like, I'm glad uh, I did that too. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and I've drank like half this Bloody Mary, and then I'm half through this other beer. Like, I don't know. <coughs> We're getting loose here, people. We're getting loose. But Sad Wings of Destiny, I mentioned before, I think, or maybe it was before we started recording, but uh, I can't really keep track. But I was talking about how I chose the songs based on one thing and the albums based on more of like a sit down and drink a beer and smoke a cigar and listen to the entire duration of the album. And so I kind of chose the albums, most of them, based on the idea of sitting and like what albums do I pull out when I want to sit and absorb an album and indulge in the actual experience of listening to an album. And Sad Wings of Destiny is like just a really fucking cool record. It's like, yeah, I only picked like one song, Victim of Changes, you know, in my top 10. But front to back, it's a really good listen. 
that's it. Like, I don't need anything really more than that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, uh, I could probably rant all fucking day about just weird shit, but I'll just leave it at that. I think I'm a little bit of the opposite with priests. Cause I feel like you kind of lean maybe towards the seventies, uh, stuff. And my sweet spot is like the eighties. Like how I was saying, right in the middle. Electric Eye and Sentinel, that fucking high-octane stuff. That's where I kind of land. Because my number three is... The weird thing, though, is... Not to cut you off before you say your thing, but, like, I don't know if it's so much as, like, a preference, but I don't know. Like, Hmm. I'm kind of all over... Well, because, like, I had, you know, I went from Painkiller to... uh, Sad Wings of Destiny. Sad Wings of Destiny is like polar opposite fucking yeah. records. So I'm kind of surrounding that 80s thing, but like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's hard, man. I guarantee, unless you put fucking Nostradamus on there, <laughs> on your list, like, we're probably not going to disagree yeah. too hard. Um, I actually wanted to. I had, think I had joked, like nobody knows this, but I had joked or something when we talked about this you said let's do priest and i was like jugulator yeah and i sent the little uh a heavy metal emoji but like i didn't even listen to the uh the ripper, ripper stuff, Owens yeah. albums dude you sent that like, and i thought he's fucking serious that motherfucker's gonna come in here with like demolitions gonna be like his number one record <laughs> well, jugulator number off, two <laughs> you did throw me off because i was actually kind of I was worried. I thought it was going to be like, those two records were one and two, and Nostradamus was going to be number three, and we weren't going to be friends anymore, and it was going to be a weird exit, like you leaving the uh, um, Honestly, the like the Nostradamus <laughs> was around when I got into him, because I think that might have yeah. been like, oh, nine, or when I went to that Slipknot show, so that was the one that was out at the time, but uh, Jugulator, I actually did want to listen to it, but I've got Apple Music, and it's not on there. This stuff's not, boy, it's not on anything. I like, think one of them is on It's not even there, on Amazon Music. But the other one isn't. Demolition so like, is, but... Yeah, so I was like, why listen to one and not the other one? I mean, it's not that it's... I feel like that stuff sounds almost like a parody of Judas Priest. Mm. Lyrical content, especially Demolition, has some stuff where it's like, man, it sounds like what it is, okay? Tim Ripper Owens was a fucking... He was in a tribute band yeah so it's kind of like great singer the, uh, what was that? throw him in that role and then he writes shit that he thinks sounds like judas priest well when you do that like you don't get an honest judas priest yeah. fucking song right like you don't get like if i i don't know I'm, I'm a big fan of judas priest but let's just go somewhere else let's say that fucking I'm a big Motorhead fan. Let's say that fucking Motorhead. Here's a good example, actually, because I just bought some of these cassettes, the Tony Martin Black Sabbath stuff. Um, I've really wanted to get into that era, but that's not really on the streaming platforms either. Like, I think only one of them, Eternal Idol, is. But Tony uh, Martin, he just came and sang on songs that were already written. Right. So his first one with the band proper album was Cross Purposes. And I read this, uh, that uh, Tony Iommi said that he just thought Black Sabbath were all satanic, so all the lyrics that he wrote were satanic for that album. Um, but t- uh, Tony told him to kind of cut it out because he's like, man, you're making us sound like a parody of ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. So it's kind of the same thing that you're trying to hit at that point. Yeah. 
Well, it'd be like if, I don't know, if Motorhead decided, hey, we're going to continue without Lemmy. Fucking ridiculous, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, and I'm like, I'm a big fan. I'm going to go write a bunch of fucking, you know, goddamn songs yeah. that I think sound like Motor. Although, I don't know. I guess Motorhead's a different thing. <laughs> some of those some of those lyrics are so fucking tongue-in-cheek that it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe I could fucking Love me do like it. a reptile. Yeah, I don't, but I don't that shit does have its charm and I would probably go in there and try to write a bunch of shit like that and it wouldn't have the same charm as like yeah. Lemmy writing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Most of the shit is like Killed by Death. Dude, if I tried to write a song called Killed by Death, it'd be like, people would be like, yeah, Killed by Death? Of course you were Killed by Death because Death killed. Like, what the fuck are you trying <laughs> yeah. to say, Brent? You know what I mean? But... Lemmy somehow fucking pulls that out of his ass and fucking hits a home run, yeah. you know, because it's Lemmy and it's just fucking cool. Like the dude just, that guy got up, took a shit in the morning and it was fucking cool. It probably, <laughs> his shit's probably fucking banged a stripper and chain smoked cigarettes and down fucking fifth of Jack Daniels by two o'clock in the afternoon. And that was just the shits he took. Not even talking about what Lemmy actually did. Anyhow... That's a rant that went way the fuck out of left field. I miss this shit. What? Probably need to do this more often. I don't know. It seems more fun than interviewing people that... <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Most of the, some, of my, some of the people I interviewed were really enjoyable, but there were some that were... Uh, I, I probably could have just gone to a morgue and fucking got a better conversation out of them. But that's just me. So, I'll just say 2020 got to me, got the best of me for a while. It did all of us, man. This was a fucking weird year. And yeah. I think I think at the end of the day, when it comes to <clears throat> what we were doing here, like I think this was probably the better format. You know, some interviews have been cool, but this is fun. Yeah. Mostly because I like to drink and talk shit. Anyhow, so <laughs> this works out. And I like hanging out with you, so. Aww. Maybe, hey, don't make it fucking weird. God uh, damn it. Jesus. All right, well, here. I talked yeah, about, I, I talked, <laughs> I uh, talked about Rob, I talked about Rob Halford's book and all the homosexual stuff, and all of a sudden Andy thought it was a open door to start expressing his feelings, and anyhow, yes, do your number three, so I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> number three, screaming for vengeance. Oh. This was like my first favorite when I got into him. I'm like, this album is fucking awesome like every song like almost that all all killer no filler like every song after another almost is good because you got like the hellion into electric eye yeah the opening one like bloodstone it's pretty good you've got another thing come in which is a huge radio staple and even uh there's one that i like on there that i kind of forgot about and i went back and really like it too, and it's hard to leave off. Is like Devil's Child. Mm-hmm. I believe you're the Devil's Child. But that song, <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know about you, but that song song sounds like ACDC with Mutt Lang production. It sounds just like an ACDC song if you you wouldn't have Rob Halford. I can see that. Yeah. It's got like this kind of call and response thing where I think like there's backing vocals. And stuff, and even the drum beat, and then the, I don't know, just the whole groove of the song sounds like ACDC to me. Hmm. I mean, it's a kind of a straightforward record with a weird kind of pop 
production. Um, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So I've always felt that that I record, I like spot. it a lot, yeah. but I've always felt it's a bit watered down. Hmm. Only when comparing it to other records. Hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm only saying that because, like, we had to dive into this shit and we had to fucking, like, cut it open and dissect it and yeah. stick our heads up in there and, you know, figure out, like, what the blood and the guts. Like, what the yeah. fuck do we like? What do we, you know what I mean? And that one, it was like, by the time I really got done, because that, I mean, these are a lot of really good albums. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was hard to narrow it down yeah. to five. Maybe it's just a basic bastard album because it is kind of like that radio. It might kind of be for them, yeah. Kind of sound, yeah. Like they evolved up to that, and then they kind of did more after that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great album. I love it. I just, you know, I felt like when I started comparing it to other stuff, it was like, yeah, you know, this is maybe like watered down compared to this and that, you know. Not hating on it. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to fucking like sit there and take a band that has all these great fucking albums and say something negative about an album you really like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. All right. Well, you're number three, right? That's next. My number three is Stained Class. Hmm. It's just fucking great. That's it. No, I obviously I have. Shit to rant about. White Heat, Red Hot, Better Than You, Better Than Me. God damn it. Better by you, Better Than Me, sorry. Even the title track's great, but the opening track, Exciter, to me, is like the first moment where Priest... I keep talking about the evolution of Priest, right? Like, I keep talking about how these albums evolved over time. I feel like if you... Because I don't know, because I'm too fucking young, even though I'm old. feel old as fuck. Um, but I'm too young to sit here and say that I knew what it was like to be like a fan and really listen to them evolve, evolve. And I didn't like, I didn't start with rock roll and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, I started like middle of the road shit. Like the first shit I heard was stuff off British steel and blah, blah, blah. Like just on MTV. And then, like I said, like I got into them probably like angel of retribution and uh, went back and, and whatever. So, but I imagine that when I listen to these guys, and I, if I was to, do my stomach is just fucking rumbling. Is the microphone picking that up? I don't know. I was like, what do is that? Do you hear it too? Yeah, like, holy shit. <laughs> I haven't eaten today, <laughs> so like, I know, my, I haven't ate anything today, and my stomach's just really? going like, oh, I did, I lied. Somebody gave me some breakfast thing, actually at work today, but anyhow, my stomach's, Apparently wanting something, but it's just going to get beer so it can fuck off. But I imagine that if I was like a huge priest fan back then. Okay. And like you go from like Rockarola to sad wings of destiny to sin after sin, which that's a great fucking record too, man. That's like a really, I feel like sin after sins, like a really overlooked album. I don't know why. And I know this is totally a separate rant because I'm supposed to be talking about stained class. But if you were to start there and you were a fan all through, okay, I feel like Stained Class, opening track, Exciter, is that first moment where it's like, wow, this sounds like fucking Priest. Like, that's the the first hint of them sounding like what they were going to sound like for the next 
fucking few records. <laughs> See, because I think that song sounds so cheesy. It I is. Get into it. it is. It is. I, dude, I agree. I agree. I can get into it though for that reason. But it is cheesy. It's like this weird thing where it's like it's super cheesy, but it's <laughs> like he's just. But it's that first moment of him being ridiculous with yeah. the like. Could you imagine being a fan of them and then like you hear that song and just go, "What the fuck is he like?" He sang high before yeah. that, but like that song is the first time where it's just like, blah, blah, blah. you know, he's just fucking just way up here the whole fucking <laughs> time. And it just had to be like back then it had to be so fucking ridiculous. But I, I think like that's the charm, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think that's the charm that's attached to it. That makes it kind of cool. Even though like it's maybe super cheesy. I don't know. Like there's just some stuff that is really fucking cheesy, but yet it just is like charming in this way to where like you're drawn to it. You're like, fuck, I don't care, man. Like I really, I don't know. What, what is that album cover though? It's like silver surfer getting stabbed through his head with an ice pick. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. It's a cool album cover though. But yeah, I don't better by you better than me is like a really cool. Yeah. That one's better by you better than, you know, I just fucking like nobody can see us. We should start video. I need to get like a video system in here and everybody can see Andy and I just fucking like headbanging when we reference these songs and we start like doing stupid ass like air guitar. Like I air guitar and Andy headbangs. It's like Beavis and Butthead sitting on their fucking couch, I swear. But anyhow, this is another one that kind of is like Sad Wings of Destiny in the sense that like I feel like. I was talking about earlier, like it's just the experience, like the album experience, like I put it on. And fuck, dude, last night, this was the one I went to. Like, I'm sitting in my garage because I got a little stereo set up out there. And I'm like, hey, it's a nice enough night. It's not super cold out here. I'm going to light up a cigar and I'm going to drink a few beers. And I thought, what do I want to listen to? Tomorrow's the big Judas Priest episode. I want to listen to Priest. Fuck, I'm going to listen to Stained Class because I can put that motherfucker on and I'm going to play it front to back. And it's just going to be like a good listen front to back. Just every goddamn song is good. You know, there's not. And the thing about this record is there's not a hell bent for leather. You know, there's not a leather rebel. There's nothing that like, like better by you better than me is like the one standout song that I would say, you know, that makes me like, fuck yeah, you know, you know, and white heat, red hot's a cool song. And I mean, invaders, a cool song and yada, 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 just fucking whatever. But it's just consistent. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was looking for. I think when I made this list was like, where, like, what's the fucking, what's the consistency. And as I went up the list to, to my number one, I was like thinking like, well, what's, where's the consistency, but also with like a bulk of really badass songs. Hmm. I overthought this probably. Did. I'm kind of psychotic. You overanalyzed it more than me. Yeah, and I didn't spend much time. And I didn't even spend much time on it. Like normally we do these, and I'll sit there and like dive in and re-listen to everything. And I was really bummed out because like last night I was like, "Fuck, did I really dive in and re-listen to everything as much as I should?" But then I thought, "It's fucking Judas Priest. Like, I don't need to re-listen to this shit that much. Like, 
I fucking listen to them all the time. And there's my kid stomping the fuck out of the, like that or a herd of elephants up there. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It sounds like I overanalyzed it, but I didn't. I think I'm analyzing it more now, like talking about it, than I did when I actually made the list. So I'm it's crazy. the deal with the devil. It's the deal with the devil. All right. <sighs> I think, though, you can guess mine with the way I was going from my previous ones. And Firepower, Hellbent for Leather, Screaming for Vengeance are all the fucking balls out albums right so we're on to number two right yeah yeah okay because you started this yeah sorry my number two is see he's my kid's loud it was screaming for vengeance <laughs> or something. my kid's loud what can i say i'm sorry hey harry you want to come be on this episode he'll probably come down here and say something more offensive than i'd say uh, he can be on the kiss one yes although he'll probably just be like this is stupid. I leave. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, Andy, number, you're number two. My number two is Painkiller. Nice. You're, dude, your drum intro. <laughs> there you go. That's supposed to be a drum roll, but yeah. Yeah. Painkiller. Because I feel this like that's the is... one, though. I don't know. I haven't pulled any fans. But I feel like that's almost the one that all the fans or whatever would be like, fuck, this is Judas Priest. Because it's got the... Fucking drums. It's got the fucking high vocals. Like how I said, well, I don't like Exciter, but I like this. Yeah, but you like that one. That's the, the Exciter front time, to back. Though, this one actually would be my number one if it wasn't for those vocals. I feel like I have to, how you were saying you have certain moods for albums. Yeah. I have to be in the mood to listen to this album because some of that stuff, he's like wailing like a banshee. And I'm like, God, I, I can only take like two songs at a time. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I said that earlier that that was an album that I had to be in the mood for. Yeah. But when I'm in the mood for it, I really fucking yeah. love it. And it doesn't have a Dude. bad song on it. This is the painkiller. <laughs> See, there's like painkiller. <laughs> uh, there's a touch Dude. of evil, like I mentioned. There's uh, Leather Rebel that you mentioned. Uh, there's Hammer and the Anvil. Oh, yeah, that's a great one, too. A metal Meltdown, even Nightcrawler. That's one I wanted to Nightcrawler's like one that's like, yeah, and that's one that's like a... Uh, live staple there's they still throw yeah. in i think or they at least always used to i don't know i think but. one shot at glory is another one that's kind of like amped up and there's one too that that's end. actually about the time that he jacked off in somebody's eye and they lost <laughs> their eye that's why uh, rob i feel connected to rob because we've both blown out somebody's <laughs> eyeball but difference was his was a dude's and mine wasn't but that's okay i mean hey Different strokes for different folks, right? No pun intended on that. Even the one at the end, Living Bad Dreams, that's like the only kind of slower one, I think. And I thought that was on the album, but I guess it's like a reissue bonus track. But it's uh, not bad. Hmm. I, I counted it as part of the album. Yeah. I'm trying to remember that one. I don't know. I guess I, I don't, I don't know if I listen to the bonus track thing. Like, I've got... It's weird with the bonus tracks, too. The Confuses you sometimes when you listen to them digitally. Yeah, how when they put them out, I guess, they had a live song. But it's not the song that was from that album or something. They have, like... 
Yeah, there was some I saw that too, where it was like shit from previous albums, and it's like what on this album? Yeah, I saw some of that too. Goddamn digital platforms, fucking digital platforms, fucking everything up. Mm. Just let me buy vinyl. One other cool thing about Painkiller that I wanted to mention is, um, you have the album on vinyl, and you posted a picture of it. I guess there was some record store. I I thought I just sent it to you, but uh, I don't know what the fuck I did. Maybe I did. Maybe it did, but Painkiller, there's something, uh, there's a record store day reissue from like five years ago that it looks like a song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's cut and it's blue That vinyl. was the single though, wasn't it? Oh, really? It was just I was single? thinking that was just the single they put out. <coughs> Maybe it was, but I saw that and I'm like, holy shit, I need to find that, but it's probably like $500 now. Probably by now. Shit up. Yeah, fucking Craig Moore. Oh, who said that name? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he probably started it, son of a bitch. All right, man. My what about younger than yesterday? So number two. All right, my number two, Hell Bent, Hell Bent for Leather, yeah. Killing Machine. Yeah, I don't. I actually, yeah, I. This is what I was talking about when I was just talking about like how the higher up the ranks I put the records would be like taking the ratio of okay, I can listen to this record front to back, but this one's going to rank higher than this one because it has just like that handful of really badass fucking songs. Whole album's great, but how the fuck could I seriously put Green Man Alishi, Hellbent for Leather, Delivering the Goods, yeah. all on my list and be like, well, this ain't on my top five. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> that album's the shit front to back. Like, so... That's all I got to say about that. Not to sound like Forrest Gump, but you know, like I, I, it's always been one that to me is like the most, I don't want to give away my number one. So I don't want to say anything with the exception of my number one. It's the most down the middle Judas priest. If you were to take like everything from painkiller all the way back to rock and roller where they were just more of like a blues based rock and roll band playing more straightforward shit. Hell bent for leather is kind of right down the middle. Hmm. You know what I mean? My number one is where they kind of step into this new territory and I don't want to go into it because it's my number one and I don't want to spoil it before we get to it. See, I know what it's going to be and I feel like I'm going to get shit for not having it. So I'm glad. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I, the only, and this is one that I've slowly, I've slowly gotten, I've come to terms with this. Okay. Hmm. But take on the world is the one song on this album where I used to always be like, Oh, fuck you. Because yeah. uh, British it's Steel had uh, United, United. And I hate that song. United. I fucking hate that song. Yeah. Fucking hate that song. And this is Did I mention song. I fuck that? I fucking hate that song. But for yeah. some reason, Take On The World, I've gotten to the point to where it's like, I can make it through the record and not skip that song. Okay? Like, it's hard to not want to shit on this record because it's got that one fucking song. Yeah. But with every other song on here and with three of those songs making my top 10 list because they're so fucking good. Like if I was to probably be honest, like delivering the goods, hell bent for leather and green man, Alicia probably would have been my top three songs. I don't know too hard. There's too many fucking songs, but like if I really, really fucking like drove myself crazy and spent like a month 
dissecting my brain and how I really truly felt about these songs and maybe those just I don't know I didn't want to put them all three as my top three because they're all from the same fucking record but if they weren't they probably would have been my top three songs but this yeah take on the world it's the turd but I've slowly come to terms with it where it's like I can hear it and not want to slip my throat or fucking it doesn't smash the, the record. It doesn't record ruin the rest of the record. Whereas, like, dude, United can go fuck itself. Nah. I can't, like, I don't quite hate it as much as any Sticks song because anybody who knows me knows that Sticks is so fucking horrible to me that... So there's never going to be a top ten Sticks <laughs> Yeah, there might be a top be ten bottom sticks, songs, ten sticks, but it's not going to be. <laughs> it's not going to be. I'm not going to listen to any sticks to come up with it. I'm going to list like, you know, my top ten sticks records are going to be like Too Fast for Love, <laughs> and you know, I'm going to just like name off other ba- albums from other bands. <laughs> that would actually be funny. Like we'll do it, and then we both show up, and you list off your albums, and then I just keep like talking about other bands' albums. <laughs> Dude, I hate sticks so much. Like. We sit out in the garage. I bought this vintage Pioneer system to put in the garage. Got a really good deal on it. Fucking thing sounds amazing. And seriously, like, I'll just, a lot of times when I'm out there, too lazy to hook anything up to listen to. I haven't got a turntable for it yet, but I'll hook my iPad up and listen to shit on Amazon Music. And if I'm too lazy to do that, I'll just have the radio on. But if I've got the radio on and a stick song comes on, I'm like, no! I just get up and run across the garage and shut it off like, there will not be any fucking sticks on my fucking radio. I hate it so much. The guys I work with fucking laugh at me because I'll have to like put my earbuds in if a stick song comes on and I don't have them in already or I'll have to fucking leave the office. Certain ones especially. But some of them I can make it through and just kind of cuss at the radio. But like if fucking Come Sail Away comes on, I have to leave the room. Hmm. I won't. I won't do that shit to my eardrums. So, um, anyhow, I don't know why the fuck I went on a sticks rant. I'm really sorry, but your your sticks. I feel like whatever, United my version of your sticks would be Ario Speedwagon, and I know I'm gonna get so much shit for saying that because they're a Central <sighs> Illinois band. I don't fucking like Ario Speedwagon. Nothing against Gary Richrath. It's Kevin Cronin. Oh God, I can't take that guy's voice. But yeah, that's I my, feel like, like, I don't go there. I flip the radio anytime. Ario Speedwagon comes on, take it on the run. I'd rather take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I just spit across the table. <laughs> I was so fucking unexpected laughter. Oh, maybe we should be wearing masks. God damn it. All right. No, that was great. Well, <laughs> anyhow, now that I just made the... Uh, the uh, comparison of the song United to Sticks to your REO Speedwagon. What's your number one, Andy? My number one, people, if they're following along, I have a glaring omission from my top five, which probably should be on there. But I, I my number six would be British Steel. Mm. My number one is Defender. Fuck yeah, we got the same one. Oh, yeah. See, because I feel like... Sorry I didn't make that climatic for all the people listening, but it's just like, fuck it, dude. Here's my argument against British Steel. It's not as much United. It's just more like, I feel like they did work up to British Steel. Like, they kind of had that, how you're saying, kind of like, maybe like 
not prog rock, but more experimental. And they kind of honed their sound into British steel to be like sort of mainstream, kind of scaled back. Right. Uh, but then after that, I think they blew it up, you uh. know, with like Turbo and, and Synths and like uh, Screaming for Vengeance and even Defenders of the Fate. They just went, all right, we're just going right. to blow this up with fucking loud guitars. And so Defenders of the Fate, it's got that. It's got and the Sentinel. Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker's about sucking a dick. Sorry, <laughs> fuck. Really? It is. <laughs> uh, well, that's, yeah. Not to ruin the book for you guys, but... <laughs> But like Jawbreaker's about a they just huge come dick. Out swinging though. They, they do. Free will burning. Swinging Jawbreaker. <laughs> rock hard ride free. That's one that I shit. Really that just sounded really fucked up to me now too. But eat me alive. Yeah, that's great too. But that's also about. Yeah. Dude, the album though, it's just like, and the thing is, how you said it's you great. Said this uh, that there was that thirtieth edition thing with the three CDs. I got that right. for free from Dayhan. He was just like, hey, you might like this. And I feel like super dumb about it. Because at the time I was like, eh, this album's all right. And in the five years or whatever since um, uh, the reissue came out, that's actually my favorite album. And I wish I still had it. I traded it in oh, like Bob. I still have it. <laughs> um, and the I'll let you look at it. it. Was, uh, the thing with it, though, was when Bayhan, like he gave it to me, it was the three CDs with the uh, little cover thing that slides Yeah, it's got out. the really cool slide-out thing, yeah. Folded up in there was the press release uh, for the um, reissue. So it kind of explained, like, here's this concert, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, I wish I still had that, because it even had a little piece of paper in there. Yeah. So hmm. I was like, man, fuck. So if somebody's listening and they got the press release, send it to me, too. Yeah, you're welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I do... But to yeah, me, that, album, that is like the most pre-sounding album. Like it's the that's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, Hellbent for Leather is kind of the like. I mean, it sounds like what it is, right? Like it's like they honed in their sound. It's like the precursor for uh, British Steel. Like it's just kind of yeah, like it kind of went to that commercial step. And yeah, then they took it further with. But then, the like Defenders of the Faith. Is almost like you knew something crazy like Painkiller was coming. Like it got that much more metal. Yeah. It was still like kind of dialed into that like classic rock feel and song based. You know what I mean? Like focused around writing good songs and not getting too carried away. But yeah, Defenders of the Faith is like the. Like if you were going to have somebody come up to you and say, hey man, I really want to get into Judas Priest. What album should I listen to? You're gonna probably give them that because it's like, well, I really want you to like Painkiller. I really want you to like Turbo. I really want you to like Hellbent for Leather, and I really want you to like Sad Wings of Destiny. But if I give you this and you dig this, yeah. then there's a chance you might branch out and yeah. like all that other shit. You know, but yeah, like you explained it pretty well. Like, yeah, mm. but if you gave somebody like Sad Wings of Destiny, they might just be like, eh, it's kind of lame, yeah. it's kind of weak, it's kind of, you know what I mean? Or if you gave somebody <laughs> Painkiller, they just might be like, it's too I, extreme. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Sorry to laugh, I just thought of something that Defenders of the Faith is a better point of entry than point of entry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Point of Entry is a cool album. It's a weak 
yeah. album, I think, to a lot of people. I but. feel like it's kind of weak because it is between British Steel and I think it's between Screaming, Screaming for Vengeance that it kind of gets like forgotten about. You know, it's got right. the heading out to the highway. Right. I think Desert Plains. That's it's got a cool, cool song, stuff. It's but just, it's just kind of like, eh. It's like they tried to be radio friendly before they really. Or maybe it was a record thing. Like, hey, like you got a hit, so we need another one, like right now. Yeah. No, I think he actually said that in the book, and he, I think Rob even said that that's like he thinks it's his weakest. Like he thinks it's their weakest album. You know, all the way from the cover art to the songs, and he just thinks it's like a. It sounded like he explained it as being like, yeah, it's watered down. Like, you know, like the band's not even a fan of that album. So it's like, well. So basically, if anyone's listening, if your number one album was Point of Entry, you're wrong. Because even the fucking band don't like it. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, man, we got through it. We got through... uh, the five songs, the ten albums. I said that backwards. Dang, that's the first time I think we've had the same number one. We've I know, I think it four, was, yeah. Like, shit. Yeah, I said that backwards too, by the way. I don't know what, what I was talking about. Ten songs, five albums, five albums, ten songs, five songs, yeah. ten albums. Whatever I said the first time, it was horse shit. <laughs> but I don't know. After drinking this other beer, I got to piss again like crazy. But Andy, it's been fucking fun. I hope we do another one soon. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Go out and listen to all the Judas Priest that you can. And then chime in in the comments section on the episode and argue your points to death and tell us we're wrong and we're just a bunch of stupid pricks. And we'll listen to you and laugh at you and totally disagree with you. Thanks for listening. Gotta deal with the devil. Cause you know that he's